You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. You guys, of course, are listening to Grind Season, uh, the Grind Season podcast here on the Odyssey Network or wherever you listen to podcasts. is Anthony Sane along with Jason Smith. Our final segment of the show for our final show of the week. I'm uh, just going to do a quick NBA rundown of some NBA news. Quick thoughts on to get you guys up out of here. Enjoy the rest of your day, the rest of your weekend. Michael Jordan um, announcing that he is attempting to share his majority share of the Charlotte Hornets. Uh, some dude from the Atlanta Hawks or somebody else, whatever. I don't really care about the, the, the details with that. But I will say um, for a man who... If you want to have the debate about who's the greatest of all time, I think Michael Jordan is the greatest basketball player of all time. I think the Michael, I think LeBron James is right there by him. I'll let you guys debate about that. If you want to debate about that, if you if you don't say Jordan's number one, you're saying he's one B or he's number two. You're not. He's one of the greatest players of all time. No one with a brain will argue any different. He's been successful as a, as an athlete, of course. He's been successful with the Jordan brand marketing. Blazing trails for every player as a as an endorser, including LeBron James, including whoever you want to name, including Tiger Woods. Michael Jordan created all of that. You know, what I mean, there's a movie coming out about his marketability. Uh, you know, I got to see that movie too. It's gonna be tough. Um, success on and off the court. He's got a cologne that you can still go buy at Walgreens or <laughs> wherever you might be. You know, what I mean, he's. He's Michael Jordan. He's probably one of the most recognizable athletes logo of all time. Something he definitely has to put down as a failure, even bigger than his failed attempt at baseball, is him as an executive, as an owner of an NBA team. Um, no real playoff success. Tons of bad draft moves, bad trades um, under his regime. Why do you think that a guy like Michael Jordan, who's been so successful with everything, had so much lack of success as an owner of his NBA team. And I'll say this too. I've been, it's exciting to see a black man have a majority share in the NBA. The only one saying that's a majority right. owner. Right. But I never had that pride in him. Like I always mm-hmm. kind of felt like he was dropping the ball in that area. I don't know if it's cause it was Michael Jordan. Maybe I've been happy if it was another brother, but being that it's Michael Jordan, I've never felt impressed about his reign as an owner or GM at all. Oh, it's been terrible. I mean, from a personnel yeah. standpoint, trying to put a team together, you can't. There, there isn't much to to defend. Right. Uh, um, you know, going after Gordon Hayward for as long as he has, <laughs> even before he finally got him, and then with his like, what for what? Why? Uh, what was a what? He wanted to trade, he, he wanted to trade a bunch of picks for. Uh, remember, he wanted to trade like four or five first round picks for uh for Justice Winslow or something yeah. like that. Drafting yeah. all these big stiff bums and. Oh man, it's just weird, man. Like so, so you asked me why that is. You know, I know yeah. this has been brought up a lot when you're a great player, 
like him, you expect greatness out of everybody and, and you don't get it in return. You don't know how to deal with that or whatever. I don't, I don't know that it's, I do wonder where, whether he's capable of true self-examination in terms of, Hey, when, if he's examined himself as an NBA player, all right. he had to do was go work on in the summer. I'm coming back. I'm adding the turnaround jump or whatever it was. When he did that, he, he worked on it. Right. And he, to, to get to the hype that, and that's the way he approached it to get it to right. his maximum, what his, to maximize his potential. He always could, could sort of uh, uh, examine himself and and add to fix whatever. I don't I don't know if he's capable of that as an owner. And when and that, that's because that's the question. When you've made as many mistakes as he has, are you capable of saying, okay, what am I doing wrong? Right? What where do I need to go at again to maximize my potential in terms of personnel? What am I doing? Do, do I need another guy? Do I need another personnel guy? Because well, for whatever reason, uh, my eye in terms of putting teams together, uh, I've made bad decisions. I don't know if he's capable of that. And not. Who knows? A lot of his bad breaks. I will say this. When you when you bottom line it, if you want to talk about that, he's been one of the worst owners, uh, governor, whatever word you want to use today, uh, that's ever really you know done it. And, and I guess it's been 13 years. I was reading the story today. Think about this, too. Think about this, though. From the business standpoint, Michael Jordan, the businessman that bought this team for the majority stake for two hundred and seventy five million dollars. And now this franchise is worth over one and a half billion dollars yeah right so i know mike never won a championship he couldn't put a dynasty together like he was part of with the chicago bulls but mm -hmm. in terms of a businessman in terms right, of what, what he bought when he came in yeah. and now where this thing is in terms of what he's going to get back in the return for selling it bro he is the goat he yeah. goes back to me you talking about 275 million he bought this mm -hmm. thing for it's now probably gonna you know again he has the majority stake but it's worth over one and a half billion dollars. That was in 2020 that it was right. valued at one and a half. So from that standpoint, Mike's going to pull out here and yeah, we'll say great player failed uh, owner and we lose back to your point. Uh, Cause I'm not sure about the new ownership group to yours. I know one's from the Hawks, one's the minority owner for the Hornets, but he is the only black owner. And so I know, I, you know, if you're not handing yeah. that off to a majority black owner, then you're losing the one that you had. We're, we're, yeah. we're, we're trying to go the other way. So from that standpoint, it is a, you know, if it does go to a, I, I'm, I'm looking at the uh, Gabe Plotkin and Rick Schnall. I'm not no, sure. They're brothers. No, they're Those don't sound like brothers. And so you would lose the only black owner, uh, again, if unless unless one of these guys is brother. That said, uh, Mike going to make a lot of money. And and he, and yeah. one thing he's been to go at is, is doing that uh, during his career. So, again, Failed owner, yeah, but uh, in the sense of businessman, very much a success. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. This, uh, I don't know how, but this feels like some type of, he, this is some type of petty shade he's throwing at LeBron some type of way. I don't, I don't know what it is. Hmm. I, don't, <laughs> I don't know what it is. Maybe. <laughs> Why not stay an owner until, Le, you know, I, I don't know. I, you know, that that's the I'm, one part I'm of it, but yeah. Of yeah. course, I'm playing, but you yeah. know, we all people always say Jordan does stuff to mess with. LeBron. Hey, hey, one more. You were going around the league real fast. Mm -hmm. How, let me let me ask you this: How is Lopez past Jaron Jackson as the favorite for Defensive Player of the Year? That's what I want to know, man. That's what people Bro, I just looked at FanDuel, and Lopez is now the favorite. 
Yeah, that's what people are saying. I think it's, it might have been because Jaren's numbers are kind of slowed down. He's not having those four or five block per game. He's still at 3.1 and Lopez at 2.5. That's what I'm saying. I don't understand it because it's crazy. I'm talking about like the total numbers or whatever. But the thing is, like, the like uh, the Bucks have like Giannis and Drew Holiday on their team at the same time. Like, if I said that, if I told you that Brooke Lopez was the third best defender in that team, who I mean, people would argue with me. You know what I mean? So I don't, I don't get it. Um, it would be a robbery to me, man. Like Brooke Lopez has played a very long career. He's never won one of these. Jaron, of course, has a longer runway. He'll probably win in several. But I feel like you're robbing this man if if he doesn't get the defensive player of the year award. He had injuries very early in the season. He's totally lost his mind. The Grizzlies have one of the top defenses in the league. Number two. The I don't know, man. Three. Yeah, I mean, he's got a better yeah. defense, and the Grizzlies were dead last in defense without him to start the year, and yeah. then they, they go up to as high as number one. They had been number one before. They gave up, you know, 138 to Miami. And so better defense, best player on that defense. Again, it feels like all of a sudden they're docking him again for the 17 fewer games played. He's still putting up incredible defensive numbers. So yeah, man. I, I, I hope that it. flips back. I hope it flips back. I don't get it at all. Um, I've still got Jaron as my favorite, of course, because um, he's Jaron. But <laughs> I, I don't, I don't, I think at the end of the day, man, I think he's gonna be fine. I would, I, if anything, we know he's gonna be de- all defensive player. I mean, uh, first team. Oh, no question first team about that. defense. Um, yeah, this whole that whole thing really sucks, though. That it seems like they're trying to create a narrative to uh, move Jaron out of the way. Uh, but one narrative that I am kind of excited about is the uh, MVP narrative. Uh, the books are showing that Joel Embiid uh, may be the favorite for MVP right now. Um, I've stated my case against Jokic. I've done this on your show. And I'll just make this point. When you when you start talking about three times in a row MVP, you're putting yourself in very rare air. You're talking about something that hasn't been done since Larry Bird back in the 80s. No Michael Jordan, no Kobe Bryant, no LeBron James, no Kevin Durant. No, whoever, no one, no one in, in, in our lifetime, you know, if we're both in our 40s, of us watching basketball in the prime years of our life, no one, no one has ever done that. And I'm not ready to put Nikola Jokic in that club. Not saying he's not an incredible player, but no, that's just not who he is. Now, this year, do I think he's put up an MVP caliber season? Of course he has. But it makes me question the other two before this, if you're about to say this guy has a three-time-in-a-row MVP. And I just can't say that. In a league that has Joel Embiid, in a league that has Steph Curry, in a league that has Kevin Durant, I, I'm in a league that has Giannis Antetokounmpo, who's been a monster, a cyborg for the last four or five years. I can't say that Jokic has been the best player in the league three years in a row. And I'm glad to see this narrative coming around. It's like with the, I'm a total reverse of energy, Jason Smith, than what I had for Jared Jackson Jr. But I'm totally excited that this narrative is about because I am a Jokic hater, as you guys, as you guys like to say, I am. I have Europhobia. What's it, what's it called? <laughs> oh, that's uh, that, uh, yeah, oh, yeah. Uh, that Euro focus. Um, something that I have. You got that Kendrick with. Perkins? <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Did you see when Kendrick Perkins was almost crying when uh, when Max Keller was saying Jokic is better than James Harden? <laughs> no, when he said that uh, Luca was better than James Luka. Harden. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I have been accused of being a uh, Europhobe. Whatever. Well, here, here, here's where you're right, saying you're going to end up being in right on in terms of uh, look look at what's happening here. Philly's won six in a row here. They they are absolutely peaking, and Embiid's been at the center of that. Um, while meanwhile, Denver all of a sudden is like five and five in their last ten. You know, 
uh, um, um, they've kind of hit a little patch where who knows, maybe they're just getting ready for the playoffs. I'm not going to sit here and say they're, they're regressing, but um, what, ha- what has happened is Embiid has gotten hot. Philly, he's helped Philly get hot. And now if you look at record-wise, Philly's only one game uh, behind Denver. In Win time ring. 46 uh, compared to 47 wins for Denver. So you um, really can't use the – well, Jokic is running off with the West when now Philly's got essentially the same record as Denver. Yeah. Here, here's the difference, saying I've been looking at it ever since you came on our show and talked about, well, they're supposed mm-hmm. to be voter fatigue. Why is, why is Jokic headed for, it seems, a third yeah. trade these voters about to get to? There is no comparison defensively. Like – Embiid is so much more of a force on right. that end of the floor than Jokic is. And so if you're talking about both ends of the floor now, Embiid is the MVP. He's, he's the best player in the league. He has been at the center of them getting hot here right. lately. And it's not right. offensively. He's doing it on defensive end. And like we, you talk about Kendrick Perkins, I go back to something easy. Uh, on Jokic, can't guard a chair. I mean, compared to Embiid, he cannot guard a chair. And so right. he's doing it on both ends. For a team that's essentially got the same record now, even though they're third in the East compared to Denver's first, it's the same record. So from that standpoint, um, I think this late push here by Joel has pushed him ahead of uh, Jokic, who, yeah, was deserving. But now if you add in, nobody really wants to see him get three straight. And now Embiid is dominating both ends. Mm-hmm. Embiid MVP. So you're going to look right again, sir. Right. Drew Barrett was uh, in the back. He texted me saying that uh, I'm a xenophobe is what I am, that I have a fear of anything foreign. You got me sounding like uh, Clayton Bigsby up here a little bit, uh, Jew Bear. <laughs> a black a black xenophobe. <laughs> Man, what's up with you? How you got a wind well, time? I, 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 I've been trying. I mean, you you can't get a... I'm trying to send you signals without tape, but I got, I've got got furniture right outside. And so we're so... Oh, uh, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. We're going to wrap this up, though, man. It's trying to come in right now. It's a Friday. We got furniture, we got furniture coming yeah. in the house. All right, well, uh, yeah, you trying to signal me and I ain't signaling. All right, you guys been listening to uh, the grind season.